0: Chapter 6 The prop bag I wore to the Belgrade workshop was black, Armani, and the size of a hardcover novel, with a single shoulder strap so that it could be slung artfully across my torso. With so many magic tricks, gimmicks, and other tools of the trade necessary to use in the field, it was impossible to fit everything into just four pants pockets. So nearly every Pua in the game had a prop bag. The contents of mine were as follows. One pack of gum, Wrigley's Big Red. Because no matter how good your game is, you're not going to get a kiss close if your breath reeks. One pack of condoms, Trojan, lubricated. This is necessary not only in case you have sex, but also for the psychological boost of knowing that you're prepared to. One pencil, one pen. These are for writing down phone numbers, taking notes, performing magic tricks, and analyzing handwriting. One piece of dryer lint. This is for the lint opener. Walk up to a woman, stop, wordlessly remove the lint, which is hidden in the palm of your hand from her clothing, and ask, how long has that been there? Then hand her the piece of lint. One envelope of preselected photos. This is for Mystery's photo routine. One digital camera. This is for Mystery's digital photo routine. First, take a photo of yourself and a girl smiling. Then another one striking a serious pose. And finally, one kissing on the cheek or lips. Afterward, look through the photos with her. At the final photo, say, We make a good couple, don't we? If she agrees, you're in. One box of Tic Tacs. This is for the Tic Tac routine. Put two Tic Tacs in your hand. Very slowly eat one. Then feed the second one to her. If she accepts it, say, There's something I forgot to tell you. I'm an Indian giver. I want my tic-tac back. Then kiss her. Lip balm, cover-up, eyeliner, blotting paper. These are for optional male makeup. Cheat sheet, three pages. This consists of one page of favorite routines for quick reference, two pages of new routines and lines to practice. One set of wooden runes in cloth bag. This is for rune readings. One notebook. This is for phone numbers, notes, magic tricks, and Ross Jeffries' crappy sketch artist opener, in which you very seriously draw a portrait of a girl. Tell her, your beauty has inspired me to high art. And then show her a stick figure with a title like Semi-Pretty Girl in Coffee Shop 2009. One cryptolite necklace. This is a glow-in-the-dark necklace for peacocking. Two sets of fake ear and lip piercings. These are optional body adornment. One small digital recorder. This is for surreptitiously recording sarges to play back and critique afterward. Two spare necklaces, two spare thumb rings. These are to give to girls as gifts after a number of clothes. Ask her, you're not a thief, are you? Then slowly remove your necklace or thumb ring, put it on her, kiss her, and say, this is still mine. It's something to remember me by. I want it back next time I see you. After she leaves, replace your jewelry with a spare from the bag. One small black light. This is for pointing out lint and dandruff on girls' clothing. A egg. Four sample bottles of different colognes. These are for smelling good and for the cologne opener. Spritz a different cologne on each wrist. Then have a girl smell your wrists and choose a favorite. Afterward, mark her choice on the appropriate wrist with a pen. Tally the results at the end of the night to find the best scent for yourself. Various magic tricks. These are for reading minds, making cigarettes vanish, and levitating beer bottles. Yes, I was bringing out the big guns. It was an important night. My first workshop as a wing, and I needed to prove myself. I had neglected to tell Mystery that a standard workshop fee was half the annual salary of the average Serbian so most of our students were from out of the country. They met us at Benakiba, a lounge just off the central square in Belgrade. Exotic option was an American who had taken a train from Florence, Italy, where he was going to school. Jerry was a ski instructor from Munich, Germany, and Sasha was a local who had been studying in Austria. Strangers size each other up in seconds. A hundred tiny details, from dress to body language, combine to create a first impression. Mystery's task, and now mine, was to fine-tune the details and make Pua's out of these three. Exotic Option was cool. In fact, he was trying so hard to be cool that it was going to work against him. Jerry had a great sense of humor, but came off on first impression as mundane. And Sasha, well, he was badly in need of repair. Just socializing was going to be a challenge for him. He looked like a big baby goose with acne. This time... It was my turn to go around the table and ask, what's your score? And what are your sticking points? And how many girls would you like to sleep with? Exotic Option, who was 20, had been with two women. I have the balls to approach, and I did pull some huns in the past, he began, draping his left arm casually over a neighboring seat. But my sticking point is the attracting phase. Even when I get vibes that I attract them, I still don't close. Jerry, who was 33, had been with three women. I can work coffee shops and most other low-noise environments, but I'm uncomfortable in clubs, he said. And Sasha, who was 22, said he had been with one woman, though he suspected he was exaggerating by one. I'm into the game because it's like Dungeons & Dragons, he explained. When I learn a neg or a routine, it's like getting a new spell or a staff that I can't wait to use. One by one, they place their fears and their voice recorders on the table. My job was to get them into the game. I needed to get what was in my head into theirs. The teaching portion of the workshop was easy. All I had to do was give them material and keep Mystery on track. He loved the sound of his own voice. The challenge was going to be the demonstration part. As we spoke, we sent the boys on missions to various tables. We had them open sets. A set is a group of people in a public place. A two-set, for example, is a group of two people A three set is three people. Then we watched their body language and the responses of the women and gave them feedback. You were leaning into the set which showed neediness. Stand up straight and rock on your back foot as if you might walk away at any moment. You were making them uncomfortable by hovering over them for so long. You should have sat down and given yourself a time constraint. Say, I can only stay for a couple of minutes because I have to rejoin my friend soon. That way they won't worry that you're going to sit there all night. Sasha did the worst. He fumbled through his openers, stared at his shoes, and lacked even a modicum of confidence. Girls listened to him only out of politeness. At the bar, I noticed a delicate black-haired girl and a tall blonde with a perfect fake tan, deep dimples, and hair in boderic braids. They radiated energy and confidence. This was not going to be an easy set. So... I gave it to Sasha. Go into the two set over there, I instructed him. It didn't take any game to send guys into sets. Tell them you're showing some friends from America around and want suggestions for good clubs to take them to. It was a crash and burn mission. Sasha meekly approached them from behind and tried several times to get them to notice him. Once he had their attention, it was a struggle for him to keep it. Like many guys, he didn't communicate with energy. All those years of insecurity and social ostracism had chased his spirit and joy of life deep within his body. Whenever he opened his mouth, there was no need for anyone to strain to make out his faint mumblings. The message was clear. I was built to be ignored. Go in, Mystery said to me as he watched Sasha flounder with a bowed blonde. What? Go in, help him out. Show the boys how it's done. Fear seizes hold in your chest first. It clamps gently to the top of the heart like a vice made of rubber. Then you really feel it. Your stomach churns, your throat closes, and you swallow, desperately trying to avoid the dryness and hoping that when you open your mouth, a confident, clear voice will emerge. Even after all my training, I was terrified. Women, by and large, are much more perceptive than men they can instantly spot insincerity and bullshit. So a great pickup artist must either be congruent with his material and really believe it, or be a great actor. Anyone talking to a woman while simultaneously worrying about what she thinks of him is going to fail. Anyone caught thinking about getting into a woman's pants before she starts thinking about what's in his pants is going to fail. And most men fall into this category. Sasha does, I do. We can't help it. It's our nature. Mystery calls it dynamic social homeostasis. We are constantly buffeted about by, on one hand, our overwhelming desire to have sex with a girl, and, on the other, the need to protect ourselves when approaching. The reason this fear exists, he says, is because we are wired evolutionarily for a tribal existence, where everyone in the community knows when a man is rejected by a woman. He is then ostracized, and his genes, as Mystery puts it, are unapologetically weeded out of existence. As I approached, I tried to push the fear out of my chest and rationally assess the situation. Sasha's problem was his body position. Both women were facing the bar, and he had approached from behind. So they had to turn around to respond. But if they wanted to get rid of him... All they had to do was to turn back toward the bar, and he'd be shut out. I looked back. Mystery and the other two students were watching me as I approached. I had to work the angles right. So I came in from the right side of the bar, next to the black-haired girl. The obstacle, as Mystery would say. Hi, I rasped. I cleared my throat. I'm the friend Sasha was telling you about. So, what clubs did you recommend? I could sense a silent sigh of relief from all parties that someone had come in to make things less awkward. Well, Rekha is a fun place for dinner, the black-haired girl said. And along the waterfront, there are some great boats, like Lucas, Cruz, and Exil. Underground and Ra are fun too, though they're not the kinds of places I go to. Hey, as long as we're talking, I want to get your opinion on something. I was on familiar ground now, Do you think spells work? By now, I was getting used to telling the Spells Opener, a story about a friend who fell in love with a woman after she surreptitiously cast an attraction spell on him. So, while my mouth moved, my brain thought strategy. I needed to reposition myself next to the beau Derek blonde. Yes, I was going to steal my student's girl. It's not like he had a chance with her anyway. When I finished, I said... I'm asking because I never believed in that stuff before, but I had an amazing experience recently. Here, I addressed the blonde. Let me show you something. I maneuvered myself around to the other side of their stools, so that I was next to my target. Now that I was one-on-one with her, I still needed to sit down. Otherwise, she'd eventually get uncomfortable with me lurking over her. However, there weren't any open stools, so I'd have to improvise. Give me your hands, I told her, and stand up for a moment. As soon as she stood, I wheeled around behind her and slid into her seat. Now I was finally in the set, and she was lurking awkwardly on the outside. This was the science of approaching, perfectly executed, like a good game of chess. I just stole your chair, I laughed. She smiled and punched me teasingly in the arm. The game had begun. I'm just kidding, I continued. Stay close. We'll try an ESP experiment. But I can only stay for a moment. Then you can have your chair back. Even though I guessed her number wrong, it was 10. She still enjoyed the process. As we talked afterward, Mystery walked up to Sasha and told him to keep the black-haired woman occupied so she wouldn't pull my target away. Marco was right. The girls were gorgeous here. They were also extremely bright, and much to my relief, spoke better English than I did. I truly enjoyed listening to this girl. She was captivating, well-read, and had an MBA. When it came time to leave, I told her it would be great to see her again before I left. She pulled the pen from her purse and gave me her phone number. I could feel Mystery's approval and the student's acceptance. Style was the real deal. Sasha was still talking to the black-haired girl, so I whispered in his ear, tell her we have to go and ask for her email. He did, and, lo and behold, she gave it to him. We rejoined the group and left the cafe. Sasha was a new man. Flush with excitement, he skipped down the street like a little boy, singing in Serbian. He was being, in his own awkward way, himself. He'd never gotten a girl's email address before. I'm so happy, Sasha raved. This is probably the best day of my life. As anyone who regularly reads newspapers or true crime books knows, a significant percentage of violent crime, from kidnappings to shooting sprees, is the result of the frustrated sexual impulses and desires of males. By socializing guys like Sasha, Mystery and I were making the world a safer place. Mystery, who had number-closed a girl named Natalia, threw his arm around my neck and pulled my face into his wizard's overcoat. You've done me proud, he said. It's not just about getting the girl. It's about the students seeing it happen and believing it can be done. It was then that I realized the downside to this whole venture. A gulf was opening up between men and women in my mind. I was beginning to see women solely as measuring instruments to give me feedback on how I was progressing as a pickup artist. They were my crash test dummies, identifiable only by hair colors and numbers, a blonde 7, a brunette 10. Even when I was having a deep conversation, learning about a woman's dreams and point of view, in my mind, I was just ticking off a box in my routine marked Rapport. In bonding with men, I was developing an unhealthy attitude toward the opposite sex. And the most troubling thing about this new mindset was that it seemed to be making me more successful with women.